Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. From news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. And when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all that information overload and choose what governs our lives? Well, as we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff, I just had a realization. What's that, Joe? So the Italian heritage in me comes out as I read that. I realize I can't read that script without my hands like also Moving gesturing around. as yeah. I do it. Like <laughs> through all these things, my hand goes around, you know, it's just, it sneaks through. It sneaks through. Well, Jeff... Got a fun question today. Okay. Yeah. Good. We need a fun question. We do need a fun question. So uh, our listener writes in and says, Our kids who've been raised in Christ have started asking questions about dinosaurs, cavemen, Adam and Eve, Jesus, etc., and even on the timeline of existence. And truthfully, we don't know how to answer them. So mm. how do we kind of navigate that at a level that's the most beneficial? Uh, how do we talk about cavemen and without making insults of, well, Joe, you're a caveman. Things that I know you want to say that you shouldn't. <laughs> Did cross uh, <laughs> my mind, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, or like the fact that you've been around for the trillions and trillions of years so yeah, that you yeah, know yeah, how yeah. long it's been, you know, all those kind of things. But no, Jeff, in all reality, um, there's probably two sides of this. One, how should we think about that in terms of what the Bible gives us? And two, what's what's a helpful level of engaging even these conversations? All right, so the creation of the world, the origin of man. Yeah, Nice, all... light subject, Joe. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thanks for throwing an easy one. This will be a three-hour episode. Yeah. Part one. <laughs> um, so that's a, it's a great, great question. I, it all goes back to how you're going to choose to interact with the Bible. Hmm. So are you going to choose to interact with the Bible at face value, or are you going to choose to interact with the Bible... Uh, in a little bit more of a culturally affected way, right? So there is, first of all, let me say this. There are good, solid, scientific um, arguments for a literal six-day creation. Hmm. And um, if you wanted to go down the path of a six-day creation and you wanted to... Uh, illustrate that from God's Word, and you wanted to find scientific logic and reasoning toward it, it's there. Um, That tends to be a little bit mocked today. People would call it the creation myth. There's all kinds of different ways, the Ken Ham, the Noah Ark experience. There's all kinds of um, negative criticism on that. What I would say to people is, do your own homework, and you'll find that they're not just coming from out of left field. Yeah, <clears throat> um, that 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 um, young Earth, literal six day creation is uh, viable and possible, and has some scientific evidence to it. Now, let me also say, there is also biblically, I think, uh, uh, argue, biblical arguments for a non-six-day creation, it's usually called a theistic evolution, a theistic evolution. And a theistic evolution would look at the six days of creation and say those were six time periods. There's a language uh, argument that can be had there about whether a word means day or it means time period. 
And when you go down a theistic evolution uh, pathway, they have logical arguments that can be made. Uh, you will find uh, science and you will find scriptures that could back up those arguments, okay? So I believe personally that you can be in either one of those camps and not violate the tenets of, of scripture. That's a little bit of a controversial <laughs> position, um, but I see the arguments on both sides. Sure. Now, if you ask me the question, Jeff, what do you ascri- ascribe to? I would say I tend to ascribe to a young earth, a, a literal six day. And if you said why, I would say because I trust in the whole of God's word. So a God who can raise himself from the dead uh, can create with a word. Mm. Uh, a God who can uh, forgive my sins and cleanse my soul and create something as important and beyond my imagination as heaven, which I believe in, or hell, which mm-hmm. I also believe in, a God who can do that can give birth to a planet that has maturity built into it. Mm-hmm. So the oil, the diamonds were built into the earth. A God who can subscribe a path of history from Adam and Eve all the way to present in which he's working, redeeming, and calling humanity to himself can create in such a way that uh, during the time of Adam and Eve, the oil was there, but God knew we would use it you know, thousands of years later. So to me, none of that's illogical. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I see the logic of the other side. So I'm, I'm actually a, a weird conservative pastor that uh, will listen to the other argument. I don't think they're off their rocker. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, in, in my whole view of Scripture, the stronger logical path for me is a young earth, literal six-day creation. At, because to me, that does not feel fantastic. Um, I believe Jesus rose again from the dead. I believe he actually did the miracles in the New Testament, which break all physical and scientific laws. Mm -hmm. I believe he walked on water. I believe he uh, fed the 5,000 with some fish and some bread. Um, I believe uh, the Old Testament miracles. I believe that when the widow uh, used her oil, that God refilled it. I I believe that God parted the Red Sea, you know, all these kind of things. So the, um, so to me, because I believe the rest of the Bible is not fantastic or metaphorical, I'm going to apply that same thinking to the creation account. Mm-hmm. Then when you look at the scientific evidence, you get into things like the flood, dinosaurs, etc. Um, I'm like, did, did man exist at the time of dinosaurs? Well, the, the scientific evidence would say he did, that we have fossils, footprints, you know, all those kind of things. Um, did humanity evolve? Well, of course we did. I would just say within humanity. Mm, mm-hmm. So I, don't, I wouldn't believe we were an amoeba that became a fish, that grew legs, that... I would just say, like, well, of course, civilization evolved. We all evolved to our climates. Um, 
that's why there's different shades of skin. Like that mm-hmm. would have started with that evolution. We evolve with languages. We evolve with culture. We evolve with knowledge. I also believe that civilizations can be made and lost. So we don't know how the Egyptians built the pyramids, but they built them. Mm-hmm. So they had some very sophisticated science, math, uh, architecture, and we lost it. That man, uh, civilization, it's normal for civilization to regress. Mm-hmm. That's not the Greeks, the Romans, the Babylonians. These are all lost civilizations, so it's normal. It's normal for the planet to change over time. Uh, Egypt used to be green and lush, and now it's sandy and arid. Mm-hmm. I believe in ice ages. Like, so you don't have to disbelieve all these things. I don't know that I understand them all, and I think if you're in another camp, you're also guessing. You're like the theory of evolution is a theory that evolves in some way, and so I, I just think we have to be open. I think we have to be honest. Um, and, and I think we have to make informed, intelligent decisions. And my informed, intelligent decision is I'm going to, is actually going to be rooted in trusting the whole of God's will and the whole of his word. So that's why Genesis 1, 2, and 2 don't seem fantastic to me because Matthew 20 doesn't either mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, whatever. So. One of the things that comes out of that, Jeff, why is it so important? As we, um, you know, if we want to allow ourselves to uh, interact with, like, the concept of evolution, for for instance, why is it so important to believe that, like, humanity did not come from apes, that, like, our, our ancestry is not, you know, back into a, a race of apes and all that kind of stuff? Like, you mentioned that. Why is that so important? Because it erases the uniqueness of humanity and us being created in the image of God. Mm. So our our heart and longing for God is not a part of a higher evolution. It is a part of the uniqueness of who we are. And if you look back on civilizations that have elevated man above the rest of creation, that's literally where you would get civilization from. Hmm. When you look at um, cultures that de-elevate man... It's where you get slavery. It's where you get an abuse of human life. It's where you get war, mm-hmm. where uh, uh, that country becomes a thing instead of a group of human beings. And so in the Scripture, when we're created in the image of God, humanity is different than the rest of creation. Um, and uh, in that, uh, we love differently. And people will say, well, my cat loves me. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Your, your cat is responding instinctually. It likes you, it comes to you. It would do that for whoever owned it. Mm-hmm. But if your child, if you passed away or your child was adopted, uh, that child will go look for its birth parents. A cat won't do that. A dog doesn't do that. Your cat just did that to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I was at your house. I've never been in proximity of your cat ever before, and it curled up on my lap like I it was its owner. Yeah, and that was outside because my cats aren't allowed inside. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, we you know 
we can say, well, uh, a mother dog is mourning the loss of its uh, puppies. I'm like, no, it's not. It, it's its instinct is to protect those puppies. It's really a powerful thing. Um, that mother dog does. Th- those puppies don't go looking for their mother. Mm-hmm. They'll attach to the owner, right? So it's different. And um, the the biggest part of that is we have souls, and we were created with souls. And we were created with souls at the moment we were conceived in our mother's womb. Mm-hmm. Life is when the soul joins the body. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is immediately, in my view, or in at least extremely early, mm-hmm. right? So it's personalities. It's why we feel love differently. That, that's why um, when, a, when a cat is abandoned, it will just attach when a child is abandoned, it's wounded for its life, mm-hmm. you know, and so it, we're different. And, and the minute you, you say, well, that is just a progress of evolution, you've literally dehumanized me. You, you've taken a par- the part of me that uh, God found so valuable that he gave his only son to save. Mm. That's, I hope people are latching on to the difference there. It's a big, big deal. Now, along those lines, Jeff... Why isn't the Genesis account just clearer then? Why doesn't it say, you know, the sun up to sundown like you understand it today is the day that this was created? Why isn't there more detail on how this came to be? Like, why doesn't Genesis just expound on all that? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't write the Bible. Um, I just have to trust it. And so I don't know. Um, and, and like I said, the, the, I'm just being honest. Yeah. I'm just being honest. There, You can read it. Through theistic evolution, to me, the the absolute non-starter is when you remove God, mm-hmm. and and when you say that human beings are just another part of a physical creation, it's not that's not true. Uh, Jesus didn't come as a tree, mm-hmm. and so that he came to seek and to save the souls that were lost, Mm -hmm. the people that are quote-unquote like him, Mm -hmm. spiritual with eternal souls. So um, I don't know why the Bible wasn't more clear. Um, I I don't know why God wrote what he wrote. What what I know is that God gave and preserved for us the parts of Scripture that cause us to know the parts of him that are indispensable. Mm -hmm. And and him is our creator— is indispensable. Look at um, look at the decline in the own, our own civility, value, and worth in our own culture just since we started arguing about whether we're created by God or not. Mm. Because the minute that I say you are nothing more than uh, a monkey or a dog or a cat, right? I, I have devalued you, therefore I can interact with you completely differently. And, and the, the breakdown in our own civilization is that I am something less than uh, created in the image of God. I'm a sexual being, that's all that I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a being that has more money than you, that's all that I am. I'm a person who's standing in your way. That's all that I am. I'm a race of people that I don't like. That's all that I am. That's how you wind up owning human beings. Right. And, and when you 
when you counter that, what you're countering is the dignity and the uniqueness of that individual created in the image of God. That's how you make a moral case against slavery or a moral case against violence, a moral case against sex abuse, uh, 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 so on and so forth, is you're, you're inserting back in the value that God created you with. That's really good. I, um, we have to understand the value of each other. It's the only way that we slow down to listen. It's the only way that we slow down to care to hear someone's story and experience. If we don't see them as being, like you said, made in the image of God and of equal value, then there's no need to prioritize that whatsoever. One of the things I've always found fascinating about the creation account that sets God on this just other level is when you think back through the history of uh, known humanity, you think about the other cultural um, religion uh, and experiences around the world even today, if, if the Bible would have just started and what we would now is known is either Genesis 3 or 4. So yeah, okay, they're in the garden, and then here, here he goes walking with them in the garden or even after the garden, and God just anything is up. He's just another quote unquote lowercase g God. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, the Romans thought this and Zeus that and the Hindus think this. And and look, the the Jews and the Christians, like, look at look at theirs. It's just one of those gods. But the the uniqueness of Genesis one and two is establishing that this is the God. Yep. He is above all. Everything has been made by him, through him, for him. Like there is no equal even remotely. Uh, on his level. And so it, it's important to, to when you look at kind of regardless, like you said, the literal, the young earth, or the theistic evolution, to realize that one of the major points of those first two chapters is saying God is a very, very, very singularly big deal. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, this is just my opinion. Uh, why am I a young earth six day guy? I don't see why I can trust God with my soul and my eternal life, but I can't trust him with creation. Right. That, that does not seem like a bigger miraculous thing to me than the rest of the miracles in the Bible. If it was totally unprovable and illogical, we could have a different conversation. But, but I would argue that the evidence is strong if you investigate it without cynicism. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, go go do the math on it. And, and I would also have to admit that when you talk about theistic evolution, that evidence is also strong. And so that's where I want to be careful, because I think these are true Christ followers who have different viewpoints. What where I will, the hill that I will die on is that there is a creator. Mm-hmm. And that, because there is a creator, he has authority, he has design. It makes my life make sense. If I have a disability, I was created with one. Why? Well, if you're, a, if you're an evolution, you're a glitch in the system, you're mm-hmm. a defect. If you're created in the image of God, you're seeing a part of God's beauty and artistry that you didn't know was beauty and art. Mm hmm. It changes you. You don't change it, mm-hmm. right? And so the the my the as God leads my life, if something goes bad in my life, it's not a glitch in the system. 
it's a part of what my creator created me for. Who is the clay to say to the potter, how dare you make me this way? Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely anchors everything. And, and I will allow in my, not my preference, but I will allow in my thinking that you can view that creation pathway different than I view that creation pathway. I cannot allow or will not allow in my thinking or my theology to say we are made absent a creator. Yeah. And honestly, I'll be honest with you, most most scientists now are would lean to, like the Big Bang is almost like a, eh. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, many people, they, they still talk about it in you know, junior high textbooks, but most honest scientists aren't aren't there. There's a there is a broad scope that would say there is there is a source of creation, and I would just say um, if you if you, almost everyone is raised at a minimum of theistic evolution and at a maximum total evolution, almost everyone is raised that way. Well, I'm like, well, then go, go if you really re- wrestle with this, go look at the other argument. Mm-hmm. These aren't loopy, no. Old Testament, weird people. Mm-hmm. These are thoughtful people. Go go look at the evidence. There's a lot, a lot there. Mm-hmm. And then at least wrestle sure. with yep. the position. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I've done both, and I wrestle with the position. I try to not be close-minded, the reason I've landed where I've landed is because I trust the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. And if I trust the rest of the book, it's not a big leap. Sure. The one thing that we haven't gotten into that's probably beyond our archaeological experience is uh, is dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. But what, I, what I'll probably just say is this, both of those positions that God created, young earth or theistic evolution, have or scientific reasoning as to how that worked out. And as you explore those things, I think you'll find it fascinating to see how the possibilities worked. Yeah, everybody's guessing. Mm-hmm. It's it's very evident mm-hmm. that there was an extinction level event. Mm-hmm. Um, I would lean toward it being the Great Flood, mm-hmm. and then I know there's a lot of arguments about asteroids. That stuff makes sense too. I just don't have a reason to not believe the flood. Uh, when when you look at um, the science of that the the flutters <laughs> would claim like there's reasonable thought there but absolutely there were dinosaurs and absolutely there was some extinct level event now i might argue a little bit that dinosaurs still exist we just call them crocodiles and alligators mm-hmm. and komodo and, and dragons birds. yeah and Did bird. you know that birds and dinosaurs are like the same yeah so they and 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 that's where i would be really strong in saying like people Ask me sometimes, do you believe in climate change? I'm like, well, sure I do. I don't know if you're talking about the political stuff that you're talking about or not, but of course a climate change. Of course there were ice ages. Mm-hmm. Of course there were glaciers. There's still glaciers. Mm-hmm. Like, like, of course all that happened. Um, were there ages? Well, of course there were. You know, Now, how did it happen? When did it happen? I'm like, I don't, I don't know either. I'm not denying any of that. I'm just saying that God was the God of all of that. Mm-hmm. Were there cavemen? I'm like, yeah, people have always lived in caves. Sure. There's nothing new about that. Were we like these unintelligent ogres that like pulled our women around by their hair kind of thing? I'm like, there's always that ISIS exists today. Mm-hmm. 
But no, Adam and Eve and their family were not created, but civilizations die and yeah. return to bar- barbarism. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And so historically, there's nothing new about that. There's been, over the course of human history, whether you say millions and billions or you say thousands, there has been tens of billions of people who have been on the planet of the earth since since the creation of the earth. I don't know what I feel about one guy found in a cave. <laughs> sure. Right? And, and, and then, like, um, we're computer imaging mm-hmm. all of that. Well, his, his head was shaped this way. Well, there's, okay, so maybe he changed. People still change now. Or maybe he had a birth defect. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I... I'm not going to I'm going to trust God's word over that. I don't just throw all that out. Mm-hmm, right. I just remember that you're guessing also. Yep. And the the what I believe are the words of life, which is the word of God. I'm going to tend to lean into that more than I found a partial finger of a person somewhere and said I found a new species of humanity. Sure. I'm like, "Eh, and where is that missing link? And shouldn't there be millions of them mm-hmm. if we're all evolving? It's that kind of stuff where you, you start to critique it, start to think about it. You don't have to get dumb, and you don't have to get uh, mystical right. and get into myths. The Bible allows, and then the science allows, what do you choose? I choose to trust the book. It my thoughts on young earth are as valid as yours mm-hmm. on old earth. And if you press me, I'm like, yeah, you you have points. I'm not discounting them. I have points and I've decided to to do this one because it makes humanity and God's passion and pursuit of humanity make the most sense. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jeff, for diving into that. I know that you're regularly having uh, all these scientific conversations. I, I, yeah, I talk about this stuff all the time. It's good. But as you uh, alluded to, it's important to Very. land on that because that's where, yeah, it's it's all good. Well, thanks uh, for diving into that with us. And if you'd like to us to in- interact with questions uh, like this or any other topic, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take any unique next steps or look at different resources, just reach out and let us know. And of course, if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. If you're looking for a place to follow Jesus, to connect with Him and, and, and search after Him, you can always join us here at Grace on the weekends or check us out online. Uh, and in the meantime, we're just really glad that you would jump in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.